the stories right away. And where news breaks. The latest updates are on all this. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Good information. Now on FM 1071. Hey. It's time, baby. Yeah. Who's ready for a funky Friday, y'all? We want that funk. Bring it. I'm ready. Oh, baby, it's going to be a hot weekend, too. Uh, 104 today and just hot, 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 hot. But a little relief coming next week, looks like, anyway. Good morning, Trey Ware here. KTSA, thank you so much for listening. There's Elaine, Jimmy, and Don. And let me just dive right in uh, on the heat thing because I've been watching these newscasts, right? And they're all talking to the folks over at CPS, and the folks at CPS are a little bit freaked out. You're using too much power. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, it's uh, 21st century America. You're not shoving me back into a cave. I'm not going to start dragging my knuckles on the ground. I'm not going to go out hunting a woolly mammoth and kill it and drag it home. I'm not going to do hieroglyphics on the wall. I'm going to live in 21st century America. Thank you very much. And if you, as the power people all across the state of Texas, can't supply enough power for us, well, then we're going to can your butt. And we're going to get people in in uh, positions of power who will. To hell with your ideas of we got to have more green energy. Nope, don't think so. They're all on the TV now, and they're talking about how they want to control your thermostat through the Wi-Fi. We want to we wanna have you sitting at a dark, hot house. Nope, not going to do it. <laughs> no. And listen, folks, we don't have to, okay? The reason they want you to sit in a dark, hot house is because they are transitioning to solar and windmills, and it's not working. It didn't work in California when they did it out there. It's not working in Texas. So, again, government is like a fire. It's great as long as you control it, meaning the people control it. So it's time to push back and say, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm just not, well, it's your duty. Well, you know, people are going to, we're going to have the power grid collapse, and it's going to be your fault because you used air conditioning, and you washed your clothes, and you did your dishes, and you turned your lights on, and you had a television on. No, don't think so. It's, it has nothing to do with you washing your clothes. It has nothing to do with you turning your lights on. It has nothing to do with you sitting in a comfortable house. Get that out your head. That's what they're putting in your head. That's the propaganda they're putting out right now. That's the the BS line they're putting out. If we all come together collectively, huh, who else spoke of collectively? Lenin, Stalin, oh, yeah, that guy down in Cuba and the other places around the world. If we do a collective thing. Nope, sorry, this is 21st century America, and we don't ride on horses, well, unless we want to, and we don't walk around in caves, and we don't fight the woolly mammoth, and we don't have to worry about dinosaurs eating us, okay? We got plenty of power, and all we got to do is go get it and get off this kick of, we go, oh, we got to save the planet. We can't, we can't use anything other than solar and windmills. And we're not, we don't have any wind blowing right now, folks. We do not have any wind blowing. So the windmills aren't working. And you know what's going to happen when it gets really freaking cold and the clouds come? The solar panels are not going to work, and the windmills are not going to work because they're going to freeze up like they did before. You've got to increase natural gas and what we know works. And, by the way, build some more nuke plants. You got, 
an entire countryside out west where there's nothing around it, build nuke plants out there, and let's go. Let's rock and roll. But this nonsense of it's your fault because you turned on your lights and you you ran your AC below 78 or 90. You know, you really should have it like in the mid-80s by this point. And now now their new tact is, listen, we want you to connect. There's 150,000 people connected to the Wi-Fi, and we control their thermostat. Oh, that day ain't going to happen in my house. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> no government entity or authority is going to take control of my lights, my AC, my toilet when it flushes, or anything else. Uh-uh. Thank you very much. I own that property. It's mine. I pay taxes on it, and I will be the one who decides when the toilet gets flushed, when the AC runs, and when the lights get turned on and off, and no government entity is going to take control of that. Nope. Sorry. Not going to happen. Now, that's the attitude that Texans ought to have. Let's not, you know, wuss out anymore. Let's be real with each other. They're trying to force you back into a freaking cave where, you know, you're supposed to go out and carry a club around because they're going to take your guns away, going to take your cars away, so you got to walk and beat a woolly mammoth over the head and detusk it, bring it home, drag it home, and throw it onto a fire in the middle of the cave. Nope, not going to do it. This is nonsense and quit. Listen, if they are getting into your head about this, it's their fault, not yours, okay? They're the ones who have decided we've got to get rid of natural gas. we got to go all solar and windmills. Nope. No, we don't. No, we don't. We don't have to do any of that. We, we are their bosses. Quit allowing these Marxist dictators to rule over you, okay? Because that's what they're doing. They're ruling over you, and they're using the media quite effectively to do so. Oh, look at this. It's so hot. It's a yellow day. It's now a get ready because red days are coming. My butt. Not at my place a red day is not coming. You better send somebody out with some wire cutters to chop the wire off because I'm not going to do it. Just like I'm not going to wear a mask. Now, look, look, look. It's America. If you want to sit in a dark, hot house, please, by all means, by all means, have at it. Have at it. The same is true with these masks. If you want to wear a mask and you believe that masks work, look, here's the bottom line. I'm going to get into this a little bit later on on the mask thing. But if you believe that masks work, then you wear one because then you're going to be protected. It's just like vaxxing. If you believe the vax works, then you get vaxxed and boosted and all that other crap, and you'll be fine. You don't have to worry about what I'm doing then. If you wear a mask, you'll be safe. You don't have to worry if I'm wearing one or not, right? Because you've got one on. You won't have to worry about anybody else, what anybody else does. You won't have to force that on anybody else. Now, wake up. The whole idea behind mask mandates and vax mandates is Marxist dictatorship. That's what they're bringing to America, a Marxist dictatorship. Everybody must wear a mask. Everybody must get vaxxed. No. No, if a, if a vax works, then why do you, if you get vaxxed and boosted, why do you care what anybody else does? You're protected. If, if a mask works, then wear a mask, and you should not care what anybody else does because you're protected. You're fine. You're protected. And the same is true with power. You're not going to control my power. Nope. Not going to happen.
So anyway, <sighs> now the latest from Joe Biden, <laughs> which truly is Barack Obama and Susan Rice and, and Michelle Obama and that crowd. Okay, they're the ones who are running the country. And I wouldn't be surprised, by the way, and we'll talk about this, if they don't dump uh, Joe Biden soon. I, th- I think that was part of what they did with uh, uh, you know Kamala saying this week, I'm ready, I'm ready to go. Somebody told her, run that up the flagpole and see if anybody's going to salute that one, right? So uh, Joe Biden now says, we've got a plan to force these migrants, as they call them, to remain in Texas. <laughs> Again, fascist Marxist dictatorship. We're going to force these migrants to stay in Texas. I'll tell you about the plan, and I'll let you hear from Mayor Adams from New York. Get a rope. Coming right back, KTSA. Hi, I'm Holly Hermes. And I'm Mike Hermes. When I was jocking here in the early 80s, this was my theme song. We all had theme songs like we do now, and mine now is Pride and Joy because, you know, look at the T-shirt. And um, back then, though, this was it, the average white band. Picking up the pieces for a Friday, and before we get into this mess with the uh, illegal immigrants in Texas and what the Biden administration now says they're going to do, let me grab a Jaime's call. Good morning, Jaime. You're on KTSA. Hey, good morning. I, I didn't know you had a degree on how to run a city and how to run an electric uh, electrical company because you, you're the smartest man out there. These people don't have any common sense of how to do, how to run it and how to keep on going. But one of the things that the, the city councilman woman just broke the rule, she actually is trying to push to have the city take less of a cut from CPS so we can give money back to the customers. So that goes to show you that we're paying way too much. for like, If they can collect so many taxes that they have a revenue to give back last year, and now she's saying again, give money back to the people, she's breaking that rule of them because they never, ever like to give money back. Once they, <laughs> they charge you for a tax, it continues to just roll over. And even when it says it's going to finish in five years, they're like, well, you know, we've been already charging you for it. We really need money for something else. It's never, it's never get back to the people. It's always take, take, take. And it's never to give back. And she just, she, I, I don't really see the media really pushing it. I think I heard it once on your radio show, mm-hmm. on your on your news. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, it's your silence on that. Like, I mean, give back money to the people. How, how dare you do that? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Why yep. would you give money back when, when we're making it so much? Thank but, you, Jaime. I appreciate your call. First of all, yeah, I, it's not having a degree on in, in anything that is necessary. It's common damn sense is what we're talking about here, right? And people in government, first of all, you have two types. You have those who check their common sense when they got into government and or could be both, but usually or they're Marxist dictators and they want to control everybody's life. So either they don't have any common sense, they don't have common sense that, that God gave a goose, man. Or they're a Marxist dictator. So that's all I had. I, I was raised with a bunch of common sense. Man, I had to build stuff with my hands. I had to pour a lot of concrete when I was a kid. I had to build buildings. I had to paint buildings when I was a kid growing up. I worked very hard, and I learned a lot. School of hard knocks, baby. 
And I started uh, when I was very, very, very young. I had to manage my own money. My dad made me do it. First guitar I ever bought, he made me go get a loan and pay that loan back. $76 per month to pay for an $838 guitar that I wanted. And I did faithfully every month. I worked. I started working at six years old. Oh, child labor laws. Oh, my God. But I did. I started working at six years old. Hard work, not sitting on my butt somewhere. Hard work. So it's just common sense. And my story is not different than you guys. You did the same thing. You worked growing up, and you got common sense. And that's why when you look at political leaders right now, it just totally pisses you off because they don't have common sense, either A, or they're Marxist di- dictators, B. Now, you're talking about Councilwoman Harvda and what she is planning on doing and what she's introducing. It's not going to go anywhere. We've, we, we fight this every year. I did talk about it here on the show, but we go through this every year, in that CPS, being a municipally owned entity, uh, right, uh, gets, you know, they have to turn over 14% of their profits to the city. That turns out to be a slush fund, nothing more than a piggy bank for special interests. And so she says we need to cut, I think, 3% or whatever it is from that. And I, I don't remember her numbers exactly, so I don't, I, I don't want to quote numbers, but we need to cut a little bit from that. Take less than the 14%, and, uh, and that way CPS won't have to raise their rates because 24 and 26, they're going to hit you with some god-awful rates, baby. They're going to slam you so hard in 24 and 26, it's going to be ridiculous. Why? Because they got windmills and solar panels they got to buy. That's why. That's why. And they got big Cadillacs and really nice Lincoln Town cars and really nice BMWs that all the big people down there have to drive. Have you seen the salaries at CPS? Yeah. And it's not just CPS. You got ERCOT, too, and it's it's the foolishness of this whole, we got to have renewable energy, we got to have green energy because we're killing the planet. No, we're not. Millions of years ago, or however long you think this earth has been around, thousands of years ago, plankton, little sea creatures, died, and they all went down and they formed this stuff, and it's called shale, and it's called oil, and it's called, oh, go get it and let's burn it because that's why God put it there. Little sea creatures of all kinds died, and they're down underneath your fanny right now. Go get it, and let's use it. Because we're now getting the clear indication that when the wind don't blow, you got to sit in a hot, dark house. And this, I'm telling you, this is not caveman days. We don't live in that time. So, anyway. Uh, what's next? Joe Biden administration, a plan to force migrants to remain in Texas. The migrants are going to sanctuary cities. The sanctuary cities aren't very sanctuary. They don't want them. They don't want them. So they're going to put, they want to put GPS monitoring devices. They've tried this before, by the way, doesn't work, on people and corral them, the illegal immigrants, corral them in Texas. Why? Well, the ultimate goal is to turn Texas blue. That's been their ultimate goal all along is to flip Texas. They're trying to do it down in Florida, too, and Rick Scott is in a battle down there to remain a senator. But they are working with local groups to provide housing for illegal immigrants throughout Texas. (sighs) Mayor Adams 
Sanctuary City Mayor Adams, who advertised during his campaign he was going to increase their Sanctuary City capacity, now says, hey, all these brown people and all these Russians and all these Chinese and all these Venezuelans that are coming into the country, they're ruining New York. Well, wait a minute. You campaigned on being a sanctuary city. And he's blaming, here's cut number three, he's blaming Greg Abbott for the problems they have up there. We turned this city around in 20 months. And then what happened? Started with a madman down in Texas, decided he wanted to bust people up to New York City. 110,000 migrants. You're lying. We have to feed, clothes, house, Educate the t- children. You're lying. Wash their laundry You're sheets, a liar. Give them everything they need. You're lying. And this team here, we stated, let's do everything possible. All right, possible Jimmy, that's good. Have- that's good, Jimmy. Thank you very much for that. Mayor Adams, I'll tell you to your stinking face, you are a liar. <laughs> so far, Texas has sent about 13,000 to New York. He just claimed we sent 100,000. We ain't sent 100,000 anywhere. In total, we've sent about 35,000 all over the country. You want the numbers? 11,000 to D.C., 13,000 to New York, 6,700 to Chicago, 2,600 to Philadelphia, 1,000 to Denver, 480 to L.A. So how did 100,000 get to New York, sir? Your president has been flying them in the dark of night. You ought to ring his phone. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. News Talk 550, KTSA. KTSA FM 107.1, the Trey Ware page at KTSA.com. Hey, listen, we we were talking uh, last half hour, and uh, Jimmy and Don and Elaine, we were talking last half hour about all the heat that's around here. And, uh, you know, I went off on CPS and what, what CPS is doing and what what are you doing here? Come on in. We'll talk to you, too. And uh, CPS and what they're doing about all that and all stuff. So I'm not, I'm not going to rope you into that discussion. He came in to hug me. <laughs> he really did. He came in and gave you a, a hug. Come over here, man. This microphone's over here. Let's you know, what's up to... with that? Elaine, whenever I go to hug you, I get hissed what's at going like on, a brother? cat. Um, so so well, let's put him on Sean's microphone yes. over there. Yeah, because you know which one that one oh, is. Oh, wipe it down first. <laughs> don't get too close, John. He said wipe it down first. Exactly. They're saying don't, don't get too close. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get into that rhyme on you. You don't, you don't want any rhyme on you. Because <laughs> you don't know where that rhyme has been. Exactly. Exactly right. What do you, what, Joe Reinagle is here. Good morning, Trey From Ware. San Antonio Sports Star right down the hallway. Good to see you. I'm filling in for Rudy J on the morning show oh. over here with Rob Thompson. Oh, so. you know, he's a big boy down there. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that Rob Thompson, you're going to be is. in a big room. Yeah, so i looking forward to it, although, you know, I don't know how you guys do this. What, get up in this time of day? Yeah. This is the best time of day to work, baby. <laughs> you know so. why? Because 9 o'clock, I pop smoke. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm done. 9 well, o'clock. You, yeah. Unless I-35 tells you differently. Yeah, unless I-35 tells me differently, says Jimmy. That's exactly <laughs> right. I-35. Right, We're going to talk about that later, too, Jimmy. That's coming up. Well, it's good to see you. Hey, it's good to see you, Trey. I had to come over and say hello. How are things going on at the Sports Star? Everything fine? Man, I think, uh, yeah, we're taking off. We yep. are. Things are going Good. well over there, and uh, I'm enjoying it. It's uh, been a nice change from the TV world. And Yeah, look at you. you got a ball cap on. You're wearing I know. shorts. You I, couldn't do that in TV. I know it. And you know what's really cool? You don't have all these consultants to tell you what color tie to wear. Well, they did. You know? 
I, Remember well, that? Uh, consultants would tell you a little bit of everything. Yes, they would. And then you'd sometimes go, huh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and do your own thing anyway, right? So in the 70s, yeah. my, my dad ended up doing weather at KSAT. Uh-huh. And it was a fluke deal because his partner on the morning show, Judd Ashmore, did weather on Ken's. Get this story. Check it out. So he did the 6 p.m. on Ken's, walked out the back door, and did the 10 p.m. on KSAT. Oh, nice. <laughs> and he called Dad at 1030, and he says, uh, hey, Moose, that's what he called my dad, come pick me up. And uh, Dad said, where are you? And he said, I'm behind KSAT downtown. You need to come pick me up. Dad said, what in the world? So he goes down at 1030 and picks Judd up. Come to find out, they Ken's was enforcing the non-compete. He had a six-month non-compete. <laughs> yeah. So they went on the air the next morning on Ricky and Judd, which was the number one show in all of America. Absolutely, yeah. And he told told the story, and he said, so I got to sit out so so case that doesn't have a weather guy. They're going to be looking for a weather guy today. And Dad said, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. He had never done weather. And they had no idea. And back in those days, there was not a green screen. They had to draw it on the wall. That's right. He yeah. drew the cold front. Yeah. So Dad knew nothing about that, so he'd just draw all over the map and all that stuff. And he did it, and it was a hit. So what he did was he wore – he'd wear a suit but no tie. And a lot of times he wears a cowboy's hat, you know? Oh, yeah. And so he would do crazy stuff like one time during the rodeo, there in the middle of the newscast, and Paul Venema was, yeah. the, was yeah. the anchor. And, they're in the, and Johnny Moore was the, the, yeah. the sports guy. And they're in the middle of the, the, uh, the newscast during the rodeo, and Dad had rigged it up with these gunslingers to come in and start shooting the studio up in the middle of the newscast. <laughs> so doors open. Bang, 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 bang. You know? Another time, the zoo was trying to raise some money to get some monkeys. So they had this monkey come in, and they were going to do one of those monkey segments. Well, Dad set him up on a stool with the pointer for the weather map, and Dad stood off camera, and the monkey was pointing at the weather map. So the monkey got to do the weather. <laughs> And then the, the the biggest one of all was they were going to uh, build a new set. It was Friday night, and they were right. going to build a new set for Monday, over the weekend, a whole oh, wow. new set. Yeah. So they were going to destroy that set, and by Monday they were going to have a new set built, right? So Dad tells me, hey, listen, you need to get a chainsaw, a pickaxe, and a hammer, sledgehammer, and put it in the back of the truck, and we're going to go to the TV station. So they sign off at 10 o'clock, and as they're signing off, Dad grabs a sledgehammer and hits the, 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 the stage. It starts, then he fires up a chainsaw and starts cutting the nice. desk where Venom is sitting. <laughs> and it's all on TV. Well, of course, the next day, Saturday morning, it was all over the news that Ricky lost his mind and he destroyed the set. <laughs> That's what was the news all weekend. Ricky Ware, and they came back Monday, and they had a brand new set because Ricky Ware had destroyed the KSAT set. It was nice. it was huge. But back to the consultant. Consultant came in one day, and they were always doing. You got to do this. And you got to. Oh. And his his attitude because he made money over at K Buck, and he was yeah. fine. And he, his attitude was, no, I'm not gonna do that. You know. So they came in, and they said, Hey, look, uh, you need to wear a tie. <laughs> and Dad said, I don't own a tie. I ain't putting no damn tie on. I said, yeah, you have to wear a tie. We're, you're in TV. You have to wear a tie. He said, I'm not going to wear a tie. Well, you need this job. And it just so happened it was a Friday, and he had his page stub in his pocket. And he pulled his page stub out, and he threw it from, from the radio station. He threw it down and said, tell me how much I need this job. <laughs> 
So he left. I mean, it was yeah. a few months later. He said, "That's it. I'm I'm out of this." Well, I tell you what, uh, Trey, I will never wear a tie again unless I absolutely have to. You know, I destroyed all of mine. Yeah, I did. I don't have one. I do not have one. Well, I I have a whole rack full in my closet that is just sort of dusty now. Goodwill is up the yeah, road. Yeah, I know. I need I need to do that. Let's clean out the closet with all the suits and take them. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's burn gone. a boat. Absolutely. Well, it's good to see you. You and I have been friends a long, long, long time, long time here. Yeah, long yeah, time. yeah. Yeah, we, you know, back in the day when uh, we worked together, your dad and uh, those were the good old days, yeah. man. They were fun. These are good days, too. These are good days, too. Uh, I captured Joe and took him one time up to uh, up to Indianapolis for a race. And we had a blast. We had a great time, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We were a couple of frat boys hanging out for the <laughs> we, weekend. Yeah, we, uh, we, we had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So It was fun. Well, I had to come you. say hello, man. It's, I'm glad uh, you it's did. good to see you. See, Tell Menix hello. You guys can't I'll do say it. What's that? you say? A lot of times you guys can't discuss on the air. Well, they, yes, there's a lot of stuff we can't discuss like, on the no, air. No, 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 we can't. <laughs> we can't. Just suffice it to say, we had a good time. <laughs> we did. Just leave it at that. <laughs> leave it at that. Yeah, it has nothing to do with age <laughs> no, and memory. It has no, nothing no. to do with age and memory. Yes, no, no, I don't want people thinking y'all are old. Well, tell the boys down there. I said hello. Good to see you. And you're going to be on KTSA next week with the with the Raul Jimenez thing. No, in October, October 13th. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. Perfect. Let me uh, squeeze Mike in here. Mike, you're on KTSA. Good morning, sir. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this uh, border situation. Um, Yeah, uh, uh, the the Biden administration are trying to uh, stop Joe Biden and uh, take these buoys out of the water. Uh, It it just makes no sense, Trey, uh, for for Joe Biden to be doing this uh, while we have people coming into the USA. We got criminals coming in. You know, I don't know if you know it or not. But that guy that's on the loose up there in Philadelphia, he is a criminal, uh, illegal immigrant out of Brazil who killed a woman and a child. And now this man is on the loose. This guy shouldn't have even been in the U.S. to begin with. And just uh, just about two weeks ago in Houston, where I live at, uh, a illegal immigrant killed an 11-year-old girl. He, he raped the girl, and then he put her body in a plastic bag. And, um, and then he was on the loose for a couple of hours before they caught up to him. Joe Biden, he, uh, he's letting criminals loose in America. Not only is the, the diseases that these people are bringing, and then for this guy up there in um, New York, like I say, he wanted a sanctuary city. Now he got it. So you, you see that these people are two-faced liars. They, you know, they want to have it both ways. They want the illegal immigrants in the, uh, in the country. But guess what, Trey? They just don't want them in this city. And I thank you for taking my call this morning. Everything's right on spot there, Mike. And enjoy your drive this weekend. Thank you very much for calling into the show, as always. 210-599-5555. Absolutely right. couple of things about this. You look around and you'll see more homeless people in your community than you have ever seen before. Why? Because this administration has imported over 7 million homeless people. Over 7 million uh, O'Hare is a homeless shelter, O'Hare Airport. In fact, the mayor up there is setting up tents now in Chicago to house about 1,600 illegals in tents. They have not only imported uh, homeless people, they have imported criminals, like this guy from Brazil that's on the lam right now, and they're trying to find. And how many millions of dollars in resources are being spent right now by the people in Pennsylvania to try to find this guy? How many millions? Unnecessary. The same is true with drug runners. The same is true with prostitution. The same is true with with this human trafficking and children trafficking. The same is true with fentanyl. And the same is true with other countries' armies. 
I'm convinced the Chinese army is here and came across the border. Russian-speaking people here. Mayor Adams said so yesterday himself. And they were so happy to over and over again tell us, we're a sanctuary city, we're a... And, and Greg Abbott, in his brilliance, said, okay, prove it. I'll send them to sanctuaries. He's not sending them to those cities that aren't sanctuary cities. He's sending these people to sanctuary cities, or proclaimed sanctuary cities, but it's not, they're not really sanctuary cities. But they are draining America of its resources. They are taking jobs from Americans, 1.3 million American jobs, lost U.S. citizen jobs, lost to foreign-born workers in July alone, the last month that we have data, and they're raping and killing people. That's what's going on. And it doesn't have to be this way. It wasn't that way during the Trump years. We welcome immigrants into this country who want to come here legally. But you know what? If you're breaking the very first law of this nation, which is the law of immigration, if you're breaking that law, then you'll break them all. Then you will rape somebody. Then you will kill somebody. Then you will be, bring drugs in it because you have no respect for our laws if you'll break the first one and get away with it. And they are lined up, and they're coming in here at the southern border of numbers of more than 200,000 every single month. And get this, new stats out on the northern border. Just one sector of the northern border between the U.S. and Canada has seen more apprehensions this year so far than in the last 10 years combined. Combined. And Joe Biden did it. It was not this way in the Trump administration. Yes, do we want immigrants? You betcha we do. We want those who want to come here and improve our country. If you want to come here and make America a better place, cool. Come here legally and make America a better place. But that's not what this administration is about. This administration is about destroying this nation. Bit by bit, piece by piece, the destruction of America. And we'll talk more about that coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. Every business seeks an advantage. Whether mm-hmm. It's your funky Friday. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. You can dance at the coffee pot. That's fine. Don't twerk now. That's not allowed. Elaine, we're a conservative talk radio station. Huh? You're not allowed to make moves like that. I Stop don't it. work unless I see money. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do you accept the debit card by any chance? No. <laughs> <laughs> no chip, no debit. <laughs> okay. No monopoly money. <laughs> no monopoly money. <laughs> You've been down the road a, t- a time or two. <laughs> uh, how about PayPal or Cash App or something? Like <laughs> Cash App. <laughs> PayPal. <laughs> Anything like that? Venmo. Venmo. (laughs) Let's see you move your Venmo. All right. So um, yesterday at the U.S. Open, where they've been smoking a lot of dope, by the way, in the crowd, and the tennis players have been screaming, and then they had some guy hollering Heil Hitler or something up there, and one of the German players had the the guy kicked out. I mean, it's been a crazy time up there. It really has been nuts. So uh, yesterday they had these in fossil fuels protesters. And they uh, wore shirts that said, in fossil fuels, right? And they go, hey, man, you know, stop fossil fuels and all that crap. And they, uh, they glued their tennis shoes to the, uh, to the Arthur Ashe Stadium. By the way, 
the stadium was made from fossil fuels. The tennis shoes were made from fossil fuels. The socks and the underwear and the shorts and those T-shirts that said in fossil fuels were made by fossil fuels. And what about the glue? That's it's what I'm going. And so <laughs> when they decided to glue their shoes to the stadium, they used fossil fuels to glue the shoes to the stadium. But listen, I got to tell you something, guys. This is my attitude about this whole thing that they're disrupting when they're sitting in the middle of the road in Nevada and the ranger runs them over or they're they're you know they're they're poking tires on SUVs you know ruining $500 a piece tires on SUVs listen please understand how I, how I say this i'm cool with that you know why not cool with them destroying property like the tires but i'm cool with them gluing their shoes and all that kind of you know why because they're waking up average Americans who are now getting really mad at them. They're not helping their cause at all. In fact, quite the opposite. They are destroying their cause because they're really ticking off a lot of people. When they're blocking the roads, have you seen the videos lately of, of just average average people getting out and yanking them by the hair off the roads, right? Or the ranger out in Nevada who ran over their little protest their little protesting rear ends, or the people who were booing them in the stadium at the U.S. Open for disrupting the U.S. Open. All they're doing, they're not helping and calling attention to their cause. They're not helping their cause at all. So, hey, more of that, guys. Glue your – I don't care where you – I said uh, about three weeks ago, one of them had – oh, a couple of them had climbed up on these jets, and they had glued their hands to the side of the fuselage. I said, hey, fly the jet. Don't let that slow you down, Mr. Piloto. Get in that cockpit and go to the firewall and fly that jet. Oh, you're so harsh. No, I'm not. I didn't put him there. If you decide to put your, if you decide to glue yourself to a jet, whatever happens to you is your problem, not mine. I didn't put you there. So, listen, that's, that's how we need to respond to these guys and carry on with your life and let them do what they're doing because they're not helping their cause. They're, they're hurting their cause. Meanwhile... Told you about this yesterday, that Joe Biden is taking Alaska off the market. Taking Alaska off the market. 13 million acres of land across the National Petroleum Reserve, North Slope Borough of Alaska. Then, then he came back and ordered an additional 3 million acres to be withdrawn from oil and gas leasing in the Beaufort Sea off the northern coast of Alaska. He did that after we got off the air yesterday. Cancellation of seven leases that were issued in 2021 to the Alaska Industrial Development and Export Authority. Told you about that yesterday. Those leases were purchased in January 2021, about 400,000 acres or so. Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin, West Virginia senator. I can't explain to the American people why we would willingly become more dependent on foreign oil imports, eliminating good-paying American jobs and driving up the cost of our electric bills and gas prices across the country. Manchin said this is yet another example of this administration caving to the radical left with no regard to clear direction from Congress or American energy security. Let's be clear. This is another attempt to use executive action to circumvent the law to accomplish what this administration does not have the votes to achieve in Congress. Uh, by the way, that's, that's what fascist Marxist dictators do. They go around their governing body and they do it themselves. 
Mansion continued, canceling valid leases, removing acreage from future sales, and attempting to reduce production in Alaska while taking steps to allow Iran and Venezuela to produce more oil with fewer environmental regulations. Makes no sense and is frankly embarrassing. Senator, with all due respect, sir, wake up, pull your head out. This is about destroying America. I'll say it again. It's about destroying America. The open border, the power situation, the economy, the high interest rates, this administration, and I'm telling you, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama are pulling the strings. They, are, they hate this country. I always have. They are destroying the nation so that we are forced to become just one of the other countries. You remember what Barack said? Remember what he said years ago? Yeah, we're no more special than any other country. We're no more special than any other country. I told you yesterday that they're coming after the Permian Basin. There's a little lizard in the Permian Basin of Texas that they are uh, they are trying attempting right now by fiat again to put on the endangered species list. And when they do that, we're going to have to stop drawing oil out of the Permian Basin. You know that the Permian Basin by a, by a long shot funds schools in the state of Texas. The Texas economy starts and stops with the Permian Basin. But overall, the U.S. economy is strongly dependent on that. And what all this man is doing is, number one, driving up your heating and cooling costs in your home. Number two, driving up your driving costs with your gas-powered or diesel-powered vehicle. Get ready for 4 and $5 right away when he takes all this off offline, okay? You're going to be paying that to pump. Some of you already are. And then get ready for that to double in no time at all. Get ready. In Europe, they pay, you know, 8 to $10 a gallon, and that's what Obama and, and Biden are doing to this country, which will destroy the economy of this country. What has made us so prosperous that we could spread our prosperity around the world. No other country does it like we do. No other country gives more to other nations than we do. Why? Because of the oil and gas business that made us financially independent, and these people are destroying it. Bit by bit, brick by brick, they're tearing the house down. So this is where we are. It's the reality of the situation that we're in. Government is like a fire. It's wonderful as long as you control it. You, the American people. But when it gets out of hand, like it is right now, in the hands of these people, it will consume you. And that is exactly what we're seeing happen bit by bit by bit by bit, little by little. That fire is out of control, and it's starting to consume this country. So I don't, you know, I don't mean to ruin a happy, good, go lucky Friday and let's have a good time Friday because I believe in that. I believe in living your life and having a good time. I'm going to ride the motorcycle this weekend. I'm really going to enjoy myself. I rode in this morning, and I was listening to my 1950s and 60s rock and roll when I was I was because I, you, you got to live, man. You do. you got to enjoy yourself. But you also have to be aware of what's going on, and you have to make others aware of what's going on. You have to control the fire, or the fire will consume you. And they're attempting right now to stoke the fire up, stoke the flames up by choking off energy in this country and telling you, telling you when the power goes out, it's your fault, not theirs. You washed your clothes. 
you had your AC set at 74, 73, whatever you set it at, and you had lights on in your house. And so if the power goes out, you did it. No, you did not. They did. They did, and that's what they're in the process of doing right now. All right, so when we come back, we're going to learn more about this mask mandate nonsense that's coming, uh, coming back. It's roaring back here in the country, so we want to talk a little bit about that. And Ted Cruz sounds off on that, too. Coming back with Trey Ware, KTSA. America's Diamond offers our five-year, 60-month FM 107.1. It's Funky Friday, baby. Let's go. Yeah, get your funk on today. It's uh, 6.05 now at KTSA, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. This half hour, I'm going to be very uh, pleased to tell you about an event that's coming up a week from tomorrow that I'd like for you to uh, try to make plans to, to join us. That's a couple of events happening a week from tomorrow that I'm going to be at, and I'd love to, uh, to meet you. But that's, uh, that's in just a few minutes. I'm old enough to remember last summer. I'm talking about the summer of 22. You remember the Are you old enough for that? The summer of 22? And do you remember in the summer of 22 when Joe Biden, he was talking to San Antonio's own Scott Pelley on CBS. Remember this? I think they were at a car show. And they're, you know, hyping the electric vehicles and all that kind of stuff, right? And they're walking along, and he said that COVID is over. I'm declaring the end of the virus. The end of the virus. This was last summer. The virus is over. What a difference 13 months makes. Because now his wife has it, and now he's back in a mask, supposedly in a mask. I don't really believe that. And yesterday, Ed Markey, you won't find more of a socialist senator than Ed Markey, Ed Markey yesterday shot down Senator J.D. Vance's Freedom to Breathe Act by unanimous consent. Remember that J.D. Vance wrote, and I told you about this yesterday, he wrote, look, I'm going to force the hand of the Democrats because the Democrats are saying we're not going to bring back mass mandates. We don't want to bring back the mandates. But if they blocked this, this, the passage of this bill yesterday, that would prove that they're ready to bring them back. And sure enough, Ed Markey said that the government must have the power to constrain the people and force them into masks and vaccinations. The government must have that power. Spoken like any good Marxist dictator would say, right? And you know my opinion about masks and vaccinations. If you believe they work, then wear one and you're safe, right? You don't have to force. If, if they work and you wear one, you're covered. You don't have to force anybody else to wear one. You're safe. The same is true with the vaccinations. If they work, then get yourself poked. Go ahead. I don't care if you get 5,000 pokes. I don't care. Look like a pincushion. Go for it. But then you're safe. You don't have to worry about what anybody else does. And see, that's the problem with American dictatorships today, is they spend too much time and too many resources forcing everybody to do the same thing through mandates. It's called individual freedom. It's what this country was founded on. And that's what we need to be doing, individual freedom. So if you believe that masks work, 
And if you believe that vaccinations work, get yourself poked, put a diaper on your face, live your life, and don't worry about what anybody else is doing because you're protected. But don't you tell everybody else what they ought to be doing. It's none of your business what anybody else does. You're safe. You got your face covered and you got poked. You're good. Don't worry about anybody else. And certainly the government should never be big enough to force you to do that. The government is a fire. It's a good thing as long as you control it. But once it becomes too big and out of control, it's going to consume you. And by the way, Senator Ted Cruz said yesterday, get ready, because in one year, in one year, you're going to have the most deadly coronavirus variant that we've ever had. It's called the election variant. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Hey, Jerry, you're on KTSA. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I was wondering, all this money going to uh, foreign governments and oil industry, how much of that trickles back to the Bidens? Well, Jerry, that's something that I keep talking about, and thank you for the call. Have a great weekend. I keep talking about that. You know, uh, I think the more that James Comer uncovers as far as these LLCs, uh, money that we know that has gone to the Biden family, uh, tell me why Joe Biden's granddaughter has received millions of dollars from China. His granddaughter. <laughs> you know, because these countries apparently have been funneling money through these LLCs and right back into the pockets of these people. Look, Ukraine has been a hotbed of all kinds of corruption for centuries. We're talking about drugs. We're talking about human trafficking. We're talking about sex rings. And we're talking about money laundering in Ukraine for centuries. Tell me how it's any different today. Tell me why this administration would put $113 billion into Ukraine and give the people of Maui $700 one time. The people of Maui or the people of East Palestine who are still suffering from that train wreck up there. Not a dime to them, but $113 billion so far and more to go to Ukraine. I just wonder if they're cleaning that money up and sending it to you know people in our, in our government. Hey, Victor, you're on KTSA. Good morning. Morning, Trey. Ever since you said about Fox not reporting good news and all that, I, I saw I saw Sean Anarchy last night, and, again, it was about more charges of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden about impeachment. I mean, what are they going to do with it? Uh, that's all they do is talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Victor, first of all, thank you for the call. I appreciate it, and have a great weekend. Uh, 210-599-5555. First of all, as far as the Hunter Biden thing, put, don't put your hopes in that, guys. Really, seriously, if you're thinking that they're going to charge Hunter Biden and somehow that's going to cause the downfall of Joe Biden, let no. He grew up in the nursery of the sewer uh, in Washington, D.C. Remember, okay? Joe's been doing this for 50 years. They are hands-off, and nothing's going to happen to them. If anything happens to Joe, it's going to be that they're going to shuffle him off because his ratings are so low now, his numbers are so low now, that he can't win the White House, right? We got new numbers out this morning that Nikki Haley, mano-a-mano, face-to-face, nose-to-nose, Nikki Haley whips his butt. Nikki Haley does. New numbers out. CNN. The people on CNN, and Jimmy, let's go ahead and play it. The people on CNN are panicking over Joe Biden's numbers. Just what I want you to do is listen to the anchors' voices and, and what the anchors are saying. CNN is freaked that his numbers have gone down so much. 
morning for President Biden. The CNN poll finds his approval rating sinking to just 39%. 58% say Biden's policies have made economic conditions worse. 58% of Americans think that Biden's policies have worsened the economic conditions in this country. They're worried about his mental and physical competence. And you see the concerns uh, that voters have there about the president's age, about his health and his stamina uh, going forward. There was not a single poll conducted by CNN during the entire 2020 cycle in which Donald Trump got a higher share of the vote than Joe Biden did. So this is a vastly different picture oh. from what we saw four years ago. That is some very interesting context in all of this. What it means, we will see. We will see. Yes, we will. In fact, the, the beginning of that is something that we missed. The first reporter said, oh, wow, look at these numbers or something, you know, some of that effect. Oh, wow, these numbers. You know, they, they're upset at, at CNN because they know what's coming. They know that he's underwater. So it's not that the Republicans are going to impeach him and kick him out of office and all that. That's, that's If you're dreaming about that and thinking that's going to happen, it's not. It's not. What's going to happen eventually is either A, Barack Obama, who's running this show, is going to tell him to go away, and they're going to put somebody else in there so they can have a decent chance in 2024, or, or <laughs> he's going to lose. And all the numbers are pointing to that. That's why they've been talking about Donald Trump so harshly. For those of you who are concerned about how they have indicted Donald Trump four times trying to remove him from the trail, for those of you who, have, who are concerned that they have scheduled all of his trials while he should be on the campaign trail, for those of you who are concerned, number one, that Tucker Carlson asked him, they're just going to have to kill you because every time – Every time you get indicted, your numbers go up. The Atlantic, which is a far-left rag, the Atlantic, is saying the same thing, that he's a cancer and he must be cut out. What do you do to cancer? You kill it, right? You chemotherapy. So that's what they're saying. So they're, they're in a panic mode. In Colorado, they're making a move to remove him from the ballot where he won't even appear on the ballot because they know going toe-to-toe, -to -toe, he's going to just shred him. He's going to shred Joe Biden. They know it. And so, but here's what's happening to Donald Trump right now. And for those of you who are concerned about the future of the country, I don't know about this. He's burning through because of all these trials and all this legal stuff that's going on from the Democrat left. He's burning through a million dollars per week. Out of his own pocket. A million per week on all this stuff. So if you want to give to him, you, my, now would be the best time because he's burning through a huge amount of cash every week, and that is the Democrats' plan. Okay, if you want to give back to the community, great opportunities to do that coming up next weekend. I'll tell you more about that in our next segment. Trey Ware, KTSA. Have you Googled yourself lately? Are there next? We call it Funky Friday right here. Mm-hmm. Just a way kicking the weekend into gear. Wild Cherry, play that funky music. All right, 621, Trey Ware, KTSA at 210-599-5555. Now, next Saturday, a week from tomorrow, I've got a couple of events I'm going to be going to. I'll be out at uh, Alamo Water Softeners at 9 a.m. And it, it's, uh, look, September is Suicide Awareness Month, and many of you who have listened to me for a long time know 
uh, our history. And so uh, it's a it's a cause that's near and dear to my heart. Same is true with Tre- Trevor Townsend and the Townsend family. So we're going to get together over there at um, Alamo Water Softeners on Thousand Oaks at 9 a.m. next Saturday. And NAMI is going to be there, which has to do with mental health. And we're going to be sharing some coffee and some thoughts and some ideas. And so in bringing awareness to that subject next Saturday at Alamo Water Softeners on Thousand Oaks. Hope you can come by. Then you all know my life is is based on two wheels. (laughs) I was infected (laughs) with a two-wheel bug when I was about six years old when I got my first motorcycle. And I haven't got off one yet. In fact, was out yesterday riding around and happened to see my good brother Tex from the Guardians of San Antonio. And you've heard him here on the show before. And they've got an event coming up next Saturday, September 16th. The Guardians of the Children. G-O-C-S-A-T-X dot com. And I got my tickets for the event. Now, when I say tickets, the tickets are to win a motorcycle. There is no ticket to get into the event. The event is free, and it begins next Saturday at the Holotus Fairgrounds. And I want you to try to come by and hang out with us and see the spasmatics por nada absolutely free next Saturday evening. And Texas joining me now on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Good morning, my brother. Good morning, Trey. Good to talk to you this morning. Great to see you yesterday. It was great to see you, man, and, and your lovely wife and everybody over at the shop. Good to see you guys yesterday. It was hot, but it's good to see you. Uh, hot, no kidding. Uh, so next next Saturday, for those who are not familiar and maybe haven't heard you on the show yet or are not familiar with the Guardians of San Antonio, you guys stand up for children who are basically being abused in this in our neighbor, in our in our community. Tell us about it. That's right. So what we do is we work with kids. We're kind of like a big brother, big sister. We just use motorcycles because kids love motorcycles. So it's a great tool to just get them to to feel comfortable and to, to remind them that they can be brave and strong again. And so we work with them throughout the year and, and help them get that courage and strength as they're leading up to their court date. And even after the court date, we stay interacting with these kids and just help them grow and just be productive members. We, we really just model the appropriate adult relationship that should have been there the whole time. And, and man, I tell you, it, I, I've had some amazing stories to share, Trey, and I'm, I'm going to share one today with you. Yeah, please and do. Normally we don't talk a lot, but yeah. uh, we met we met a young lady uh, named Shadow Angel when she was about 15 years old, and that's that's her road name is Shadow Angel. Right. And when we first met her, Trey, you couldn't touch her, Trey. It was you, you. I could walk up to you in a you know at my shop like I did yesterday, and I could touch your shoulder and say, "Hey, man, good to see you," and you give me a hug. With her, that was a trigger that would send her back into this into a relapse of, of abuse, into what she experienced. She could not be touched by strangers. Even her mom had to warn her that she was going to touch her on the shoulder or give her a hug. We started working with her and just engaging her and, uh, you know, interacting with her. And what's the coolest thing is her first event that she got to, in her own words, uh, she said, the fog lifted from my mind oh. and I began to see things clearly. Wow. And when she was leaving the event, she shocked all, all of us, including her mom. Because as she's leaving, you know, we're telling all the families bye. A lot of kids give us hugs. You know, we're just, we're, we're the fun big brother, big sister to some of them. And I'm saying bye to them. And, she, you know, this, this girl, one of our kids comes up and gives me a hug. And, you know, I put my arm out just instinctively to say, you know, goodbye back. And then I look, and it's Shadow Angel. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I was, the, I was the first stranger she hugged in five years <sighs> after her abuse. Wow. And that's what we get to see with kids. That's what we get to do. And that's the most amazing thing that I see is watching these kids just become victors mm. and they, they're not staying victim. And so that's, that's what our fundraisers get around is it's providing that support that we use in events and, you know, different types of things we do with these children 
just to remind them that, that it's, one, it's okay to be a kid again, but you can also be a victor. You don't got to be a victim. You don't got to remain in your circumstances. You can overcome your circumstances. You don't got to let it define who you are going to be in life. Well, and you know what happens is that their their hope gets destroyed many, many times by, by the abuse. And many times the abuser is a family mm-hmm. member, and, and they steal their life away from them when they abuse them, and it does destroy their hope. And along comes the guardians of the children, and you give them hope once again because you're there when the – in fact, the, the, the line is when a child calls, we ride, and it doesn't matter. Absolutely. Day, night, weekends, holidays, when a child calls, we're on the road to that child to help that child. Yes, we're an all-volunteer organization. We, we don't get paid to do this. We do it just because we feel compelled in our spirit that this is the right thing to do, that somebody needed to do this. And so, yeah, we've taken calls at 2 a.m. on a Sunday, 9 a.m. on a Monday. It, does, it doesn't matter. If we get a family, one of our families that calls us and says, hey, something's wrong with our kids, something's going on, you know, because up until court, you know, up until the guy's found guilty, it, they're free right. most of the time. And right. they can harass these families. And so if our family calls and says, hey, he's been driving by the house honking his horn at us, like we'll go and we'll be that defensive shield to just put that physical barrier in between that child and that individual and mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm, you, to get to that child, you got to go through us first. Well, and Tex is like six, five, and two-something solid steel. So, yeah, <laughs> he himself is a physical barrier, not to mention Black Cloud and the others. So, okay, so it's next Saturday, the 16th, Helotus Fairgrounds, the Spasmatics in concert for free. Oh, yeah. And the first prize Ooh. is a 2023 Road Glide, Harley Road Glide, or a Street Glide. The second prize is a diamond pendant. It's all free. There's going to be food. There's going to be vendors, etc., etc. Come on out. It begins at noon next Saturday, the 16th, at the Helotus Fairgrounds. And for more details, you can go to the website, G-O-C-S-A-T-X. That's, you know, Guardians of San Antonio, San Antonio, Guardians of, of the Children of San Antonio, and go to their website. You can buy your ticket for the the raffle for the motorcycle raffle i got mine i hope you'll get yours you can buy it right online or you can get it there the day of the event but i will be there and i look forward to seeing everybody come out and text we'll talk again next week okay my friend absolutely can't wait to see you trey thank you brother talk to you later all right that's a text uh, from uh, the guardians of children of san antonio please help those guys out to be a be a big deal uh, lifestyles unlimited and financialfreedomlivestream.com financialfreedomlivestream.com here for you to teach you how to invest in real estate and make money at it you see some people figure they're going to invest in real estate they don't know anything about it and they end up losing a bunch of money because they don't know anything about it So the key is to have the right mentors. And your friends at FinancialFreedomLivestream.com, they are the right mentors. They will teach you how to identify the right property for you because what's right for you may not be right for me, vice versa. So, yeah, they'll teach you that that way. They'll also teach you how to put together the financing so you can raise the money to buy those properties or that property and get started and then turn it into another property, another property, another property until you're ready to retire in five years or less if that's what you want to do. And I have friends that have retired in less than five years and your friends at FinancialFreedomLivestream.com, they're ready to teach you that same model and how you can do that too. Just log on to the website, but use my name where as your promo code because they got uh, two years for the price, half price of one year when you use my name. That's FinancialFreedomLivestream.com, promo code where W-A-R-E. Get yourself a Connecticut water system. Got that word up. Yeah. On Funky Friday at KTSA. Hey, 
at 637. Phones are open at uh, 210-599-5555. Speaking of most wonderful time of the year, it's really weird hearing Andy Williams sing that in September. But it's all about football. Last night, the Kansas City Chiefs lost. The World Super Bowl champs lost to the Detroit Lions. Jimmy made money last night. How much did you make last night? Uh, I, I actually pushed my bets. Them, oh. lo- them losing yeah. was uh, a countered. Albania screwed me. <laughs> Albania soccer, national okay. soccer team. I've that's never, you, I've that's never what you liked get for that betting country. on Albania. I've never liked God. that country. That was my fault. Well, anyway, uh, so the <laughs> Detroit uh, the, Lions, the Detroit Lions, they're for real, and and they got a, a, a Kansas City's still for real. They didn't have Kelsey last night, and they have a receiver oh. they got from the Giants who couldn't catch when he was a giant, and he still can't catch now that he's a chief, and Andy Reid will fire him today. I hope he cleared out his locker last night because he won't have a home today. Somebody's sad about Kelsey not playing. <laughs> yes, she is. We'll talk about that with her coming up. He didn't play, right? No, he did not. I'm trying to answer I, phones, but I want to know if my he, man was playing. He did not play last <laughs> night. I told you he wasn't going to. <laughs> She's got a line on him. I told her last but night. they still made him suit up or put on his costume right <laughs> put on his costume yes <laughs> yes elaine texted me and said is he gonna wear his costume he right. had to That's wear like, his, exp- what is this, Halloween? he's a showgirl you gotta put him on the sidelines <laughs> he's got one of those big furry headdresses for yes. the for the sports performance <laughs> you need to wear your costume thank you elaine yeah. hey mark you're on good morning to you happy friday Hey, good morning. Happy Friday. Shout out to my friend Marvin and all the other Detroit Lions fans. Because, yeah, they are for real. Yeah. It really looks really sure. good for that city, for those fans. Anyway, I just wanted to bring up, uh, I would encourage everyone, if it takes some time, and go to the Texas Senate website and take some time and watch and listen to what these impeachment trials oh are going on. Oh, my God. With, with Senator Ken Paxton. You want to talk about seeing what is going on in our bureaucracy? In, in the in the governments at all levels, state, federal level, you are seeing in court what's happening when you get bureaucrats, unelected bureaucrats, who are employees of the of the elected officer, who basically want to want to have a coup. That's what it was. Who who want to who want to dictate who want to change policy without having the power to do so and who work around the elected official to subvert the policy that he wants to follow within the office. Well, now, Mark, a couple of quick things. I agree with you. I've, I've been watching. Uh, I, I haven't seen every minute of it, but I've seen a lot of it, man, and I'm, I'm, I've got my guys glued on it. But uh, first of all, what a, this is how it appears to me, that the swamp in Texas is in full effect, that this is the swamp it's almost Trumpian that, you know, Ken Paxton will be in the role of Trump and the swamp is trying to uh, 86. They're they're after him and the swamp is trying to sink him and get rid of him and kick him out. Why? Because he has been pushing back against the federales like no other attorney general in the entire country is doing. And so I've I've been hearing from people and I I, this is pre- I take it on pretty good authority, but I can't. I haven't confirmed it all yet. So we're going to dig and see what we can find out. That many of these people involved in these uh, hearings have been receiving campaign donations from out of state, from various organizations and people, and even lawmakers out out of the state have been uh, have been contributing to their campaigns. So I, again, I haven't confirmed that a hundred percent, but it's on good authority that that's been going on. But if you watch 10 minutes of this hearing, you will see that these people were really trying to subvert the, an elected official and get him kicked out of office without the, without the people, without the people doing it. 
Well, specifically, the the testimony over the last couple of days Woo. has been with with McWithman with a gentleman named McTeer. Yes, sir. And McTeer McTeer was the assistant attorney general, and specifically, this is going on in the Texas Department of Justice. It's the same thing that's going on in the federal Correct. Department of Justice. That's right. You have lawyers. You have lawyers who are taking it upon themselves to say, we don't agree with the policy of the attorney general. So we are. We actually had testimony yesterday that McTeer actually was going out hiring, allocating funds for a for a legal for legal counsel to support opposing the attorney general in fact it was fifty thousand dollars of taxpayer money and and, and on the when he signed the memo he or he or somebody according to tony busby it was he took he did sign the memo but he somebody took the attorney general's name off of the letterhead and correct tony busby said it was uh mateer and so and mateer said oh i i don't don't remember doing that blah 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 and he nailed him in a corner when he said that you contacted the FBI and didn't tell the attorney general you were contacting the FBI. So, yes, I, I think you're right, Mark. The more I follow this, and I'm trying to watch as much as I can, the more I follow this, the more you're. I, I see that it's the swamp slapping back. Thank you for your call, Mark. Have a good weekend. Point, Mark. Well, good. Uh, he oh, yeah. had all the information. He always, he's always I great. Give, I give Mark a point he's on He's on it. He's always great. All right, Mark, you got a point. Hey, Eric, you're on KTSA. Good morning. Good morning, Trey. Hey, I've got a question for yes, you sir. because I haven't heard any news about this. Uh, is the Biden-Harris administration forgiving student loans? Yes, they are. Yeah, I just uh-huh. uh, I hadn't heard anything about it, yeah. and I uh, just uh, found out from an individual that they had received a letter saying that the Biden-Harris administration had forgiven their student loan of twenty k. That's right. Don't have to pay it. That's exactly right. Yeah, and, I, and and they're they're how they're, are they doing that? They're actually doubling it uh, because he's found he's found a way to get around the law and do it. And and he's already he announced it uh, about a month or so ago, but what he wanted to do was wipe it all out, and the Republicans slapped back on him. So what he's going to do is brick by brick, he's going to just take it all away. Now, as you and I both know, there's no such thing as taking it away. What it's doing is transferring it. You don't get rid of debt; you transfer debt. Somebody has to pay the debt. And Barack Obama. Now remember, this is the Obama. This is the third term of Barack Obama. What we're living through right now. In his second term as president, Barack Obama took the liability away from those who took those loans and those who made those loans and put it on the American people, made the American people liable for those loans. So those people can walk away from those loans, and you have to pay it. They don't have to worry about it, and the people who made those loans don't have to worry about it because Barack Obama changed the law, had the law changed when he was president, and he's still president now, to transfer that on people who never went to college or who went to a trade school or who are working right now. As a, so, so bottom line is you got a bunch of these little snot-nosed brats, liberals, who went to these liberal institutions to have their heads ruined by liberal professors and to hate this country. And i got a story I'm going to share later about how uh, you know our military recruiting is down because school has taught generation z to hate america that there's no patriotism left there's no love for this country left and that's why people aren't young people are not signing up for the military well school did that all the way up through college and so 
now you've got all these liberal, whiny, snot-nosed people out there who don't have any skills that, that are marketable. They went to a liberal institution, had their heads stuffed with this crap, but they can't tie their own tennis shoe. And you are now, the people who are working, like you and me every day, we have to pay for that education who, that got them nowhere. And guess what? They're not even working now. You paid for their education, hundreds of thousands of dollars each, and you don't ha they're not even working, and you're working to pay for that education. It's useless, as you know what's on a bar hog. Useless. And that's where we are. And that's what he's doing. And you know why he's doing it. It's vote buying. <laughs> that's all it is. It is going to the young people. And saying to them, hey, look what I did for you. I forgave your student loan. Now, when you vote, yeah, you vote for me. 210-599-5555. Your power. I want to talk about your power coming up in just a couple of minutes. Well, uh, your friends over at Apple Pest Control, that's Stan Goodson. It's a family-run operation. Always has been. He started it in 1984 as a family-run operation. It was Stan in his truck at the time. <laughs> and he was going around getting rid of pests at people's homes. And now he's got a full crew, obviously. And he's been growing for years and years. And people trust him. And uh, Nancy and I first engaged with him 20 years ago when we bought the house that we're in right now. We needed a pest control company. I liked Stan personally at that time. And, and I also said, you know what? I, I, I don't want to sign contracts or anything like that. I just want somebody that's going to get rid of the pests at the house. And he did it. And he's been doing it for 20 years at the warehouse, and he'll do it for you too. Whatever the pest is, might even be a rodent, you know, a squirrel or something that's causing you troubles. Your friends over at Apple Pest Control can do all that for you at a great price. And they have pet and people-friendly products that they can treat with as well at Apple Pest Control. 210-695-8946. Hi, Trey Ware here. Unite Against Suicide. Join Pledge of Allegiance on the show as well. All you got to do is call my voicemail here at 210-654-5155. Guaranteed to be a good time. Here's Sheik. That's what Funky Friday is all about. Good time. And it's uh, rolling into the weekend. And as you've heard on the show all week this week, it has not been a good time for our San Antonio police officers. They're being hunted right now by guys who should be sitting in jail. And there's a power struggle going on in downtown San Antonio. And the DA is blaming the San Antonio Police Department. The chief at the police department has said, no, the DA is letting these people out. Meanwhile, the cops are being chased down and shot at. It's unacceptable. We are on the road, as you've heard me say all week, and you've heard me say it for months, we are on the road to Chicago, we are on the road to Austin, we are on the road to L.A., we are on the road to Manhattan. If we don't stop this and stop it now. Congressman Tony Gonzalez joining me now on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Congressman, good morning to you and happy Friday, sir. Hey, good morning, Trey. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Thank you for being here. What do you think about this situation? I think you're spot on. I think if we, uh, as folks that live here in Bear County and San Antonio, if we think, uh, you know, what we see on the TV won't happen to us, uh, we're, we're mistaken. It absolutely will. And we have to, we have to push back. We have to push back now before it gets out of control. And, and you know, Trey, it's not just, it's not just law enforcement officers. It's first responders, whether that's firefighters or whether that's EMS, you know, folks that kind of rush to a scene anytime something happens. They're getting attacked in all these different forms, and that's why I dropped that this bill, the, the COPS Act, to put a little more teeth into things. Tell our people about the COPS Act. 
It's pretty simple. I mean, the number one thing, it, it essentially says I support first responders. What I mean by I, I mean all of us. We support first responders. Uh, so if somebody causes uh, or tries to cause deadly harm to a first responder, like a law enforcement officer, instead of getting 20 years in prison, they get 25 years. Instead of, spend, instead of having a fine for 250000 they get a fine for half a million. And it also adds in this, this you know, I know we're talking about the, 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 the police officers have been shot at, but my office has been working on this uh, ever since these riots you see uh, across the country where folks were using fireworks as essentially as a weapon. Uh, you know, they're attacking police officers with these fireworks. So part of the bill, it it, uh, it makes fireworks and other explosives considered a deadly weapon. That's great. You know, these Antifa people uh, back during the BLM riots and all that, I, I have friends and, fa- and family members who are police officers and first responders. They would fill up water bottles full of urine and throw and freeze them and then throw those at police officers as hard as they could, hitting them in the head and in other places as well. This is the type of element that, that's running rampant in our society, and it's not just here. It's across the country. We are very concerned about here, obviously. And what we, what we see, Tony, uh, is, is a collapse of the rule of law. And, you know, yes. uh, again, I mentioned Austin. Uh, that's not too far for people to go to see what's going on in Austin or Chicago where they kill probably – what, uh, 20 people a weekend in Chicago. And for those who think that we couldn't be there day after tomorrow, they're sadly mistaken, aren't they? You're right. You're exactly right. And it's all throughout the country. You're seeing this. And, and you, you alluded to it uh, on your, when you, you, you kicked things off, was this, this starts at the municipal level. And the DA, we're about to go to war with the DA here in, in San Antonio because this guy is the reason why these these criminals have been emboldened, you know. And you know, I was talking I was talking to some folks that that are I'm going, hey, how did this guy, you know, even get off the streets to, to shoot at this police officer? You know, one of the one of the uh, one of the guys had a, a a rap sheet a mile long, been arrested 12 times. Uh, a lot of the cases were thrown out or dismissed. Uh, bond was lowered. I mean, these are the things. That's his job. And, and this, this isn't a partisan thing at all. I don't. The guy who was a Republican. Be no different. I mean, we have to unite as a city of San Antonio. Have to unite and say no more. This is not. We're what we see on TV in these other places or down the road in Austin. That is not going to be us. And it, it has nothing to do with politics. It just has to do with we want to be safe. We want our kids to grow up in a safe environment, and right now we're on the path to do the exact opposite. Man, i got to tell you, people are cheering at the radio right now because that's that's the number one issue right there. And, again, as you just said, it has nothing to do with the letter that follows anybody's name. I gave up on that a long yeah. time ago. I look at the individual mm-hmm. and what the individual does and how they represent the people. And he, Joe Gonzalez, is not representing the people that he was elected by, and he's not doing a good job to protect the people. And once the blue line – you know, this uh, congressman once the blue line is gone it's the people then who pay the price it's the people then who are hunted down by these killers and uh, and that's right i mean for him to lay it back on the cops is absolutely the wrong place and i got to ask you because uh, we just had a new law that started this past weekend on september 1 where the governor just as ron DeSantis has done over in florida can remove prosecutors who are not doing a job and are doing their job we had an interview a couple of days ago uh, with Danny Diaz, who is the head of the San Antonio Police Officers Association, he said the same thing. He said Joe Gonzalez needs to do his damn job. We sent that interview to the governor's office. I think we're at that point where people like you, 
that are well-respected in the community and in Washington, D.C., when you start saying what you just said, that gets people's attention, and it gets the attention of the governor who ultimately can do something about this. You're, you're on to something there, and, and I think we're, head, we're, we're I know we're headed down that route. Uh, part, of, part of it, too, is, is for me to help ignite um, folks to go, you know, this isn't a one-off. This isn't one person being upset or five people. This is a community uh, concern that we have. And, and I think back to Prop A. Uh, you know, my team, we went to work and we go, we're defeating Prop A for all the things that's wrong with it. But, uh, you know, back in the municipal uh, elections, but but the things it opens up a door for lawlessness, just like you mentioned. And once you lose the law and order, you don't come back from it. And so uh, today I have a press conference at the convention center with uh, with Danny Diaz and, and the San Antonio Police Officers Association. CLEAT is another state organization that will be there. Uh, State Representative uh, Steve Allison and City Councilman Mark White are also going to be at my press conference. And we're going to just continue to push down to go to to shed light on what's happening and and build a case, essentially. So that way the the governor can have, you know, something to chew on and say, hey, we want to do things differently. But it's going to take a lot of people. I mean, this is just the beginning, but uh, we're going to get this ball rolling on facts. These are the factual things that that office has done. Awesome. Uh, You're the first one I've heard speak really great sense about this, and I want you to come back uh, within the next week or two weeks as soon as there's some movement on this and update us. Would you mind doing that? No, it sounds great, Trey. I'll be on as many times as you want me, and thank you for covering the stories. A lot going on in the world, and this is important not only to San Antonio, but the state and the country. Amen, brother. Thank you very much, Congressman. I appreciate your time. All right. God bless. Reach out to him, folks. Congressman Tony Gonzalez. Back in just a minute with Ware and Rima, Trey Ware, KTSA. This is Lance Hoppus, the voice and personality.